<laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because <laughs> that's what goats do. 103.3, the goat. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am your father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. As some Sunbelt Media Days on 103.3 The Goat. Uh, Lyndon, we do have an echo, just to let you know. See if you can help us out with that. Uh, there you go. Problem solved. Thank you so much. Uh, we are uh, live in New Orleans at Sunbelt Media Days, powered by Dwight Andrus Insurance, Division of Hub International, and Lafayette Roofing. Uh, Dave Schultz here, Lyndon Burton there at the Palatial Studios of 103.3 The Goat on Bertrand Drive. We are jam-packed. In 40 minutes, we do get the head coach uh, and the players of the uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Mike Desimo uh, will join us, but we will start off the show with Troy. They are the defending Sunbelt champions. We get the tight end, which I always love, Clayton uh, Allendike uh, from uh, Cresco, Iowa. We're going to ask him how he found himself in central Alabama. And we got Reddy uh, Stewart, quarterback from Decatur. That makes a little bit more... <laughs> That makes a little bit more uh, sense. So, Clayton, how did you find your way to Alabama? So, uh, my football journey, I started out at uh, Iowa Central Community College in Fort Dodge. Um, I was there for a couple of years. Um, it was during COVID, so my our season got moved to the spring, and a junior college isn't exactly where you want to be during that time. Probably. That time was preferred. but So, we played a spring season, and... It was from March to May, and it was the beginning of May. I started to kind of gain some traction, and uh, it was getting, I was ready to make a decision and find a place just to get there before summertime, and it was a Monday. I got offered by Troy, and by Friday, I committed, and on Monday, I moved down. So within a week, I moved 15 hours away from home, kind of went on a gut instinct, and uh, it ended up being a perfect fit, and the rest is history, I guess, but... Uh, yeah, it was. It's a little bit of a culture shock. The the weather's a little hotter. But I was gonna say, what what time of year was this exactly? It was the summertime. And the summertime. Yeah. So you went from seventy and no humidity to ninety five percent and all humidity. Correct. The first <laughs> fall camp was a little brutal. But Got it. The the winter time makes up for it though. Beautiful all year round for the most part. So. All right. So how do we get John Summerall to throw you the ball more often? Because tight end is obviously the most important position on the field. <laughs> They're definitely, it's, it's evolving, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's evolving. Sounds like there has to be a little bit more convincing on your part. Colin, well, Clayton, we, you're going to have to step up a little bit. Hey, and we, uh, my position coach, Coach Mack, he done an excellent job recruiting. Um, we kind of had a revamp, and uh, 
our, our room is closer than it ever has been, and it's exciting. Um, uh, Deontre Lewis is back, has been a playmaker for a lot of years, and we're, we're working with Craddock, and it's, it's, we've taken leaps and bounds this, this summer and this spring ball, so it should be interesting. It's exciting. And, and you guys had such a year, only lost two ball games. One was the opening game against Ole Miss. The other one was on a Hail Mary. How much have we practiced Hail Mary defense here in the spring? <laughs> Um, it's been it's been learned from success situation, <laughs> obviously, but you know that's just one play that. Um, I mean, those things happen. They yeah, happen yeah. at high school, college, pros. They they happen. Yeah, that's just one play. You know that it didn't go our way that, right, that, right. that day. So we learned from it though throughout the season. You know, we had uh, I think we had a couple more. Uh, moments where you know teams had to throw hail marys and we were prepared for it. So we learned from that situation, and you know, we uh, we we got better from that. All right, from so, that day. so that's Reddy Stewart. He was 2021 All Sun Belt honorable mention. 2022 All Sun Belt first team corner. You stayed. You you had a chance to leave. What made you stay uh, when uh, John Summerall came in to coach the Trojans? Um, just his leadership. Just everything that he's taught me since he's been here. You know, it's only been a year, but it's like I feel like I learned so much from him within these, this short span that he's been here. And just knowing that he brought in talent that I can uh, play with and play around, and he brought in some real dogs that, that's going to be on that defense with us this year. So I, I enjoyed that a lot, and I'm looking forward to it. Which dog is replacing Carlton Marshall, the all-time <laughs> NCAA tackle leader? Well, we got a, we got a, we got a couple dogs. It's, it's, you need a couple yeah. of dogs to replace yeah. that, right? Honestly, though, but, you know, just uh, stepping up as a leader. Myself, I have to step up as a leader, you know, take that role, and just a few more guys are going to help me, like Dale Pettis. Um, he's been there uh, five years as well with me, and O'Shea Fletcher, been there a while. Keyshawn Swanson on the back end. So just all those guys, we're just going to come together and, you know, try to, uh, you know, do what Carlton and, you know, KJ and those guys did. We're here with Reddy Stewart, corner from uh, Troy and Clayton Allendike from uh, Cresco, Iowa, from Troy uh, as well. All right, did you guys win too much too soon? What's it going to be like going from uh, the hunter to the hunted? Uh, we're not looking at it as the hunted. We're just going to go yeah, out. Yeah, but that's what you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you look at it that way, that's what everybody else is going to look at it uh, as. We're just going to go out and attack. We just want to have that mentality like we got to go out and attack week in and week out and just uh, focus on what we do best and what got us to where we were, you know, and just keep it going. All right, so Clayton, last year the defense was outstanding, right? It was a 10-6 ball game against South Alabama that basically decided uh, the division, if not the conference. Uh, South Alabama only had about three chances. One was an overthrow, one was a questionable drop, and one was, well, South Alabama would tell you a brutal penalty. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you guys kind of controlled uh, the game. How can you generate a little bit more offense to take that pressure off of the defense every single time? Um, like I said before, uh, year two with the with the same coordinator has been huge um, and able to having a better understanding of what he's looking for, um, as well as kind of taking adding more stuff to our bag a little bit. We kind of we try to do more of a pro style offense uh, last year that end up getting kind of maybe a little confusing at times. And and mm. to be quite honest with you, coaches know what they're talking about and they have great game plans. And sometimes we do not always execute it the way they would like. Truly. And well, having said that, here's the problem with that idea. The other team's trying, too. So yes. they're preventing you from ex executing exactly. it, right? We'd like to think it's all about you, but, you know, this is not golf, right? Yep. Someone's playing defense. Exactly. Well, there's good coaches all around our league, right. and there's scholarship players all across our league, and we understand that, and that's part of the game. And we're really hoping to just to add more things to our bag, maybe changing up tempos and different things like that, and just um, really – 
becoming uh, more of a unit. That's that's a big thing. The chemistry just as a, a brotherhood and a unit will be huge for us. Tell us more about Gunnar Watson because he's back. Uh, up and down season last year. Came in and converted a huge third down against us. Hadn't played most of the game. Huge third down against South Alabama. Had a huge ball game against Coastal Carolina. Started the bowl game off awful and then made an incredible touchdown pass. Uh, tell us how he has improved. And, and maybe things, sounds bad, but maybe things have gotten more simple and which makes it easier. And once again, it's uh, it's that second year with the same coordinator. Um, I think that's huge. Him and Coach Craddock have been uh, working together a lot. Gunner's uh, changed his body. He's the I'll stand by that he's the toughest dude on the team. He sits back there and takes hits, gets up play after play. Well, you got a block player, Clayton. He yes. should be taking hits. And I, Come we'll, on, we'll definitely take some of the blame. But he uh, <laughs> he. Uh, toughest dude on the team and he's gonna be he's looking to have a really big year i'm very confident in his abilities and he's just been an unbelievable leader so far this year so it's gonna be exciting to watch all right ready have you have surpassed your expectations you've had quite the college career could you have expected any more no i don't think i've even reached my potential yet honestly no. yeah i, I feel it's like the I... first team also i haven't reached my potential yet <laughs> yeah I, I feel like i can always learn more like i feel like you know just being with summer all in this second year he's going to teach me so much and just sticking with my uh position coach um coach pearson just learning from him he has a lot of experience he used to be a defensive coordinator so just learning the inside out of the defense just you know where my help is coming from throughout the game and what I need to do to uh, help my uh, teammates make plays and stuff like that. All right, did you win the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game? Who won that game when you played? Oh, the Mississippi won that oh, game. Oh, that's a big ball game down yeah, there. Man. That's a big ball game. It was game. fun, though. It was fun, yeah. honestly, yeah. It is Reddy Stewart, a corner for Troy and Clayton Allendike, uh tight end. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, Let's get the head coach in. Thank, Thank you, you very much. All right. He, uh, all right. We are off and uh, running. Thank you so much. All right. We are live on the radio, we hope. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will take on the, uh, we'll take now John Sumrall, uh, the head coach of uh, the Troy Trojans, as uh, he has won too much, uh, too fast. He ends up uh, winning a conference title in his first season. What do you do now? How do you, how do you improve on that? Uh, I hadn't, hadn't had a time uh, to really even reflect on how you improve upon that, but yeah, it was a fun year. Um, I've had some some buddies of mine in coaching say you won too much too fast. You I'm ruined like, it for everybody else. Well, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> last time I checked, you win when you can win. You don't you right. don't you don't calculate. <laughs> hey, we're going to be this good this year and this good next. Um, no, I'm really excited about this year's team and the, just the direction of the program as a whole. And you know, this year's probably like I said earlier on the big stage. It's uh, it's we probably have more unknowns. Um, we're, we're younger in a lot of spots. Doesn't mean we don't have some experience. We do. We've got some great experience in a lot of spots, too. But this, t this year's team um, has got a lot more question marks in regards to just some depth and who's going to step up in certain roles. And that's what makes it fun is seeing guys grow. One of those question marks has to be middle linebacker who's taken over for Carlton Marshall. I've, yeah. I've heard it's a couple of different dogs from, yeah. one, from, yeah. from the guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that one person can replace a Carlton Probably Marshall, not, right? No. Um, and then within that, too, I think some people uh, at other positions have to help that linebacker group to allow them time to grow and develop and gel. Um, our front, I, I think, has a chance to be a strong group. So our, our, our D-line and our edge guys, I think, have a chance to be a good group. And then back-end-wise, those guys are proven. A lot of those guys have played a lot of football. Interior and inside linebacker, I think, you know, 
Jordan Stringer and Terry Thomas played a lot of football in Carlton's absence during a few games last year, so they've gotten some experience. And you've got guys like Stephen Catledge and some other guys in that room, Jaden McDonald, who's played. You know, Jaden um, hurt his knee last year mm. against App State and missed the rest of the season. He's cleared to come back. So I think Jaden, uh, his return will be fun to watch and, uh, and just kind of see those guys uh, continue to see who steps up and takes the takes the lead there. We're with the head coach, John Summerall of uh, Troy, uh, the defending Sunbelt champions. We're talking to to your tight end about uh, Gunnar Watson. He had a roller coaster type of season, some yeah. serious highs, uh, you know, coming in and making a huge third down pass. I'm not sure he played most of the game against South Alabama, but basically secured the victory when Vital did all the <laughs> all yeah. the dirty work. Uh, and then, you know, blowout win against uh, Coastal Carolina. Struggled in the bowl game, but, you know, recovered enough to make what looked to be like a perfect touchdown pass. Yeah. Uh, and so how has his progress uh, gone so far, and what are you expecting out of him? Yeah, Gunner had some highs and lows last year. Um, and, you know, and some of those lows, like, like, you know, yeah, he threw too many interceptions. A couple of those were receivers run the wrong route. <laughs> right. And, it, and it's like, well, the quarterback looks bad, but the receiver didn't run the right route. And then, you know, you reference the UTSA game. Our line didn't play particularly well. And so it's hard to play quarterback when your line's right. when the pressure's getting to you real fast. So I told Clayton he's got to do a better job he's blocking. To, he's got to do a better you know? job. Yeah, <laughs> no. Step up. Um, but, no, Gunner, Gunner's had ups and downs his whole career. Um, that's part of why you love him is because – He's been through the fire, and he's had adversity, and he's just never wavered. And he's ridiculously tough, and he has respect of his teammates. And so there's a lot that goes with that. Uh, very proud of the, the progress Gunner's made really in two areas. One, his individual uh, development has been unique and special this offseason. Since he returned in January from our break after the bowl game, he's committed himself to nutrition, his diet's changed a ton. Um, his work habits in the weight room. And then his running has, has really come a long way uh, in our off-season drills. You know, there our mat drills, we call them the gauntlet in February. We go early in the mornings on Wednesdays and Fridays. And Gunner was, uh, during the gauntlet, Gunner was uh, beating some other offensive skill players, mm. like head-to-head, one-on-one. Mm. And then uh, last week he ran 19.75 miles an hour on the GPS, which... I've said to other people today, no, nobody's going to confuse him with Michael Vick. Like that's not going <laughs> right, to; those right, comparisons right. aren't going to get made. And no, we're not evolving to a triple option offense because all of a sudden he's running a little bit better. But I do think he's got the ability to create some plays and extend some plays and maybe do some things with his feet that are a little bit better than what he's done in the past. Um, it's not like he's going to be completely different, but there, right. I think there has been some growth there. And then the last part of that is, you know, this is Gunner's team, and he knows it's his last year, and. Uh, for the most part this spring, spring of 22 is very different. Spring of 22, our defense just absolutely kicked our offense's tail most days. Spring of 23, man, th- there was a lot more back and forth. Nah. And quite honestly, the first part of the spring, I would say the offense got the better end of the deal. Mm. Mid- midpoint about practice nine, offense didn't have their best performance the first half of practice. And in a transition between two periods, after the offense wasn't performing up to their standard, Gunner called the whole offensive side of the ball up, and he, he kicked him in the teeth and let him have it. Oh. And so I think he's really invested in his own development, but also leading his team to do things the best they can. Talking to John Summerall, the head coach of the Troy Trojans, coach of the year in the Sun Belt and uh, Sun Belt uh, defending uh, champions. How do you evolve your offense from year one to year two? Obviously, people are going to be looking back at the film. What did they do this year, and how do we stop them from last year? Yeah, so... Uh, 
really two things in my mind. One is every team has a different recipe for success, right? And our recipe last year won't be the same as this year. There might be some things we'd like to keep the same, but you have to adapt. And uh, last year we knew run the ball, control the clock a little bit, chew it up. I mean, you play. ran the ball sometimes just to flip the field. You're like, we, yeah. if we get like two or three first downs, we'll kick it away. Without Good question. Enough. Without yeah. question. Yeah. There was there was times where I'm like, hey, guys, I don't need you to score on this drive. Um, right. Now, we're going to be a little different this year. I'm going to ask more of the offense right. to, to be a little bit more productive and score more and do some things differently. That doesn't mean we're going to make excuses for the lost defensive production we have, but we will play the game. I think at times in more open sets, and, and I think we will play the game at times offensively with a little bit bigger, uh, a little bit faster tempo and pace. And so, um, you know, last year we played a lot more condensed, squeeze, pinch set formations. Right. Looked kind of NFL-ish. We'll still do some of that, but I think we're going to probably be a little bit more multiple and, and do some things that will allow our offense to get the ball out in space a touch quicker. You guys won some big games on the road last year, South Alabama and the Cajuns among them. When did you realize this team is kind of special? There was a lot of points, man. Um, you know, uh, I share with everybody, you know, the turning point was obviously after the App State game where we got our backs against the wall and we lost in a tough fashion. Um, and the next week we come home and we play Marshall, who had just beaten Notre Dame. Right. And we beat them 16-7 to and see ourselves get themselves up off the mat and come compete and play at a high level was so encouraging. And then you look at man, Western Kentucky on the road was a big win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, I mean, that was a hard-fought game. We beat them 34-27 to at their place, and they're a really quality team. Um, you know, the Army game, we won 10-9 to the week after Lafayette. We got down to Lafayette 17 to nothing and came storming back all in the fourth quarter race, but it went. The South game was a hard fought. There were so many of those games. You know, the last game of the regular season, we go play Arkansas State to clinch the the West, and we're down early in that game. We're not playing really good football. And then uh, our guys just kept finding a way. They kept responding. They kept playing uh, with great effort. And, um, and so there was a lot of points last year where I was like, these guys get it. These guys get it. Mm. They, just, they, they kept – Keep answering the bell, and um, that's all you ask as a coach is, like, keep showing up. If you keep showing up, good things happen. He's John Summerall, head coach of the Troy Trojans. Thanks for stopping by a Tuesday afternoon sports chat. We'll get you on the podcast probably before camp opens. Cannot wait. <laughs> something, Cannot wait. Something yeah. a little bit different. We will come back. We will have South Alabama, the head coach, Kane Womack, and his players, Carter Bradley, could be the better quarterback, best quarterback in the conference. Back after this on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 The Goat. Eat Lafayette 2023 shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find great Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. 103.3 The Goat, Acadiana's best sports talk, is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. There's something for everyone's taste bud. Plate lunches to fine dining, Italian to soul food, when you choose an Eat Lafayette restaurant. Just go to 1033thegoat.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette. From Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by the best sports talk in Acadiana, 1033 The Goat and 1033thegoat.com. 
Hey, Mark. I just stopped in to say hello, and whoa, the phones are ringing off the hook. Safe to say business is going well? Yeah. Word of mouth kept us afloat after we opened. Then there was a bit of a lull, but it finally feels like we've been getting a steady flow of new customers over the past few months. What have you been doing? It definitely looks like it's working. Thanks. We needed to be able to be found where people are searching, and today that means being found online. How'd you pull that off? Sounds pretty complicated. No, it was easy. I went to townsquarelocal.com to see how many people are searching for my services in the area. Then the experts at Townsquare helped build my online presence so my business could be found exactly when and where customers were looking. That's amazing. Do you think they could help me too? Absolutely. Go to townsquarelocal.com to find out. Go to townsquarelocal.com for a local customer analysis that will show you how many customers are searching for your services online. It's quick and easy. Get your business found online by visiting townsquarelocal.com today. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. Pardon us while we butt in with a little common sense. 1033 The GOAT, the greatest sports talk of all time. Well, all right. Hey, Gannon, Acadia, and a quick reminder, download the 103.3 The Goat app. Of course, it's free, and the best part is you'll always be able to hear the best sports talk in Acadia, and no matter where you are, you get sports shed inside the huddle and live Raging Cajun sports action. When you download the 103.3 The Goat app, you'll receive notifications on upcoming show guests, breaking news, and updated sports stories. So download the 103.3 The Goat app today and never be too far from the best sports talk in Acadia. Dave Schultz back live at Sunbelt Media Days. Mike Desimo and the UL Raging Cajuns coming up here in 20 minutes but first we have the coach of the south alabama jaguars k Womack. uh 10 wins coach is that what you remember from last year or is there a couple losses in there that you know <laughs> eat at your craw yeah i think uh i think the answer is yes to both those questions <laughs> uh you know we we uh very proud of what we have accomplished in 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 year two in our program and certainly i think are moving in the right direction uh, but but I think everybody in our program is well aware, you know, that there were some opportunities that we left out there and and some things that we've got to be able to do moving forward if we want to, you know, strive to become better versions of ourselves than where we were a year ago. So got a lot of great experience, but at the same time, you want to make sure, uh, you know, that you're kind of uh, addressing some of those issues and, and adversities that you put on the field last year. On the other I'm uh, on a hashtag, always a bright side kind of guy. We've had some teams that say we were, you know, in the fourth quarter, you know, six games, we we were leading in the fourth quarter and eight out of 12 games. We were, you know, within one score in the fourth quarter. You guys won a bunch of close ball games. Yeah. You came back against Southern Miss. You came back against South Alabama. You came back against Georgia Southern. I mean, Carter Bradley could barely walk out of Hattiesburg, right? Yam right. Banks is thrown up on his way to Georgia Southern the day of the game. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, tell us about how resilient your team was when it did get down. And even against yeah. Troy, you guys didn't give up. And UCLA, for that fact of the matter. Yeah, I think when you when you really look at our, our team, 
the, 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 the most improvement we probably made from year one to year two, obviously overall depth of our roster, but, but probably as much anything, you know, we were in those moments in 2021, if you remember. We, we were in some really close games, but probably didn't operate with the expectation right. that we were going to be there, right? right? I think our expectation rose in 2022. I think we were ready to fight for as long as it took. Um, you know, some of those games we came up short, but uh, more, we, you know, we came on the right side uh, of those games more than we did in, in, in year one. So are we at that place? Is your team expecting to win compared to believing they can yeah, win? I, I think we are. I think we're playing with an expectation. I think when you have as many returning starters as we do, and those guys know that, you know, here's some good things that they did. Um, uh, but at the same time, here's some things that and, and ways that they can improve. I think they're ready to do that. Tell us how Carter Bradley has, has looked um, uh, this spring and heading into the fall compared to where he was last spring. Yeah. I mean, you know, you think about it's a mad dash to get a quarterback ready out of the transfer portal for yeah for year one, especially the first half of the season. I thought Carter and Major Applewhite did a tremendous job of getting him ready. He executed well early and then consistently throughout the year. Um, what's exciting for him, right, is to now have the continuity of players that he's thrown the ball to, um, having our offensive line that's probably made the biggest jump over the last three years in terms of improvement of our roster. Uh, and then, you know, he understands the league on a completely different level than where he did a year ago as well. So uh, I think there's more out there for Carter Bradley, and that's saying something considering what he did in year one. Can he tell the difference between the voice and twins, and does he throw it to the wrong one? <laughs> you know, I think he did throw one interception this spring. Oh, really? So uh, oh. uh, two Jaden voices. Oh. So maybe maybe it was just a mistaken identity. It wasn't a bad read. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's, he's Kane Womack, head coach of uh, South Alabama. You guys have an opportunity this season with that schedule. Uh, you're at Tulane. Two weeks after that, you're at Oklahoma State. I know you guys are taking it one game at a time, but the way these things work out, you get a win or two in those two ball games, and and you know then all of a sudden you just win and the opportunity is there for South Alabama to have a special season. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, when when South Alabama, right, decided they wanted to have a football program, I think it was moments like this that they were hoping for, right? Uh, opening up against Tulane, having one of the best group of five matchups in college football this year going into week one. That's that's an exciting thing for both fan bases, for, for players on both sides of the field. Um, and then a really challenging schedule, but great competitors want to have these opportunities and it's the only way that you build um, you know a great history right is if you have opportunities to create history and that's certainly what we have in this schedule is it going to be challenging 100 um, percent but we also got a group of guys with the experience and and the know-how and the and the talent i think to be able to go challenge uh, every opponent that we face when we walk on the field did you watch the West, Did you watch the uh, the New Orleans Bowl, or did you throw that tape away? Did, what, could no, you learn I mean, something you know, from as, watching it? One hundred percent. I mean, I think you, you know, as hard as those moments are, and as as difficult as that was to experience. Um, I think when you're building a program, particularly a young one in South Alabama that doesn't have a history and a tradition and a bowl, uh, you know, a ton of bowl opportunities right in our past, you've got to find ways to learn from that. And uh, as hard as it was, there were a lot of things that we learned about ourselves and some things that I think will help us moving forward. Uh, and frankly, some things that we have to address um, because, you know, uh, you, you put some exposures out there on film that, you know, that other teams are going to try to emulate.
you know. Emulates a big word on a Tuesday afternoon on uh, on Sports Channel. One hundred three three, the goat. Yeah. But I still got it out there. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of myself. Yeah, I would be as at this well. Point in the day. Uh, just pointing that out. Uh, all right. Basically, this is unheard of. You have like eighteen out of twenty two starters returning, and if you count an injured linebacker who played last year, and if you count an injured safety who had played the last three years, that's like twenty of twenty two. So you don't have a whole lot of work to be done in terms of who's playing where this season. You are replacing one wide receiver and one corner, uh, and a guard is moving over to center. So even that's going to have a little bit of continuity. It's a, it's a really different kind of fall camp for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, you got to keep the main thing the main thing. The things that we've done from a physicality standpoint as a team, you know, we really try to breathe that into our program in terms of how physical we want to play and show up. And some of those things have to happen in fall camp. Um, I think you're able to kind of go into the more nuanced uh, situations uh, that happen because you've got an experienced football team. Um, but But ultimately... You know uh, the the exciting thing, and it's a it's a it's a good problem, and it's a good challenge to have, is how do we find ways to 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 get these players on the field offensively? How do we get a number of playmakers the ball uh, that maximizes our opportunities to get up and down the field? And then defensively, how do we put our best players and funnel the ball to our best matchups, right? So those are the things that I think will be great challenges and something that uh, that our staff is is up for. Uh, he is Kane Womack, the, uh, the head coach of uh, South Alabama, the Raging Cajuns, uh, traveling to Mobile uh, this year, returning the favor uh, from last season uh, in October. We hope to see you then. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back with Carter Bradley, the quarterback, and the safety, Yam Banks from South Alabama. You're listening to a live edition of Sports Chat from Sunbelt Media Days on 103.3 The Goat. Pardon us while we butt in with a little common sense. Right. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. John Wayne Prejean of John Wayne's Body and Paint. We've talked a lot about Nano Ceramic Protect over the past few years, but there's something even more impressive brewing in Scott. It's Nano of Acadiana. Tell me about that. My same team, same people, uh, same procedures, exceptional service is all led by Mr. Joe Oakwin. And Joe, as impressive as Nano Ceramic Protect products are, the people are even more impressive. Yes, sir. Uh, me and John Wayne had a bunch of late night conversations and many a times I wanted to uh, tell him that I wanted to be a part of that family. If you're looking to do business with a company that values faith and family and customer service above profit, then you'll want to know Nano of Acadiana and Nano Joe Oquan. Would you give him a call? 445-3660. Or you can visit them at 102 Speed Pro Lane in Scott. You can even check them out on Facebook at Nano of Acadiana. Faith, family, customer service, and satisfaction. It's a part of every job they do at Nano of Acadiana. DQ presents... Picture this. Picture your favorite blizzard treat. But this one is being held by someone very special. RE, our Children's Miracle Network Hospital's champion. Hi! Miracle Treat Day is Thursday, July 27th. One dollar or more of each blizzard treat sold at participating locations benefits your local children's hospital. And kids like Ari. So treat yourself in the most meaningful way. Support kids like me on Miracle Treat Day, Thursday, July 27th. DQ. Happy tastes good. 
and rolls you in recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. <sighs> Leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different? Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testofen. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle. Text ROCK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics is the number one selling testosterone boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text ROCK to 321321. That's ROCK to 321321. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. It's a whole new ball game on 103.3 The Goat. Now is the time to get your company's message out to Acadiana. We've got the only live and local programming on the morning drive to work with Inside the Huddle and Sports Chat with Dave Schultz in the afternoon on the ride home. We're the only place in Acadiana you can hear the Louisiana Raging Cajuns and the New Orleans Saints football on the radio. Call the hotline, 337-269-1077, 269-1077, or email us at 1033thegoat at gmail.com. For more information to advertise on 103.3 The Goat, the best sports talk in Acadiana. I've had the pleasure of watching one of these players for the last few years, one of them for one more season. Uh, it is uh, Yan Banks, safety from uh, South Alabama, along with the quarterback, uh, Carter Bradley. Good to see you guys again. What has uh, some about media days been like for you, Yam? Is this the first time you did it? Yeah, this is my first time. Yeah, this is my uh, first time. What's it been like? Uh, you know, it's a great experience. It's a lot of, it's a lot of interviews. Has there been a... What's been the most obvious question so far? Not uh, to ask that question. Uh, the most obvious is... Uh, a repetitive question. Probably everybody's saying, like, how much... Uh, how I feel about uh, the return to starters and Keith and uh, Q coming back. Right. Yeah, right. I, I got asked that, like, every interview. Oh, okay. All right. Have you got have a good answer? Have you yeah, changed yeah. the answer? Has it been the same answer? Uh, it's kind of been the same. I kind of tweaked it. You did bit. tweak it every now and then. You ever try to sneak in? Because Carter Bradley guy's a little sneaky. He'd say something <laughs> like you're not expecting it. Like he would say something totally not having anything to do with the answer, <laughs> and just to see if you're paying attention. That's what those quarterbacks do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So having said that, you do guys. You guys have a bunch of guys coming back. I yeah. mean, you were basically replacing one corner, a really good corner, who's now in the NFL. Uh, how good can this defense be? Because, you know, last year when it, when it needed to be, the defense was really good. Yeah, uh, I feel like the defense is going to be even better, you know. Uh, having Keith and Q come back, you know, I had to step up and show them how, you know, how to, the other guys on how to be a leader. And now that Keith and Q are back, I feel like, I feel as it's going to be even more easier for me and the team to just 
to execute out there. Now you're talking about Will Fall and the linebacker and Keith Coleman, uh, the safety. All right, have you ever been to anything? Why don't you explain to people back in Lafayette what that Georgia Southern ball game was like? Because you were not with a traveling party when it went up there on a Friday. Yeah, it was a it was a tough week for me. You know, uh, everybody that whole week was pretty much had the flu, but I, I wasn't feeling. I, I was feeling good the whole week, so I practiced until like the day before the game. I could. I, I was feeling bad, so I had told the trainers. I said, I don't know what's going on. So they um, told me I had the flu, you know. So I just, I had to sit at home, and then the doctor was telling me that I probably couldn't play or um, I, I could come back Monday. And I was telling him I had a game tomorrow, so I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to play. Right. <laughs> and so he gave me some medicine. I took my medicine, you know. I took a lot of fluids. I made sure I drank a lot of fluids, orange juice. I made sure I eat. And then I won't make them. They said, if I feel good, I can get on the plane. So I got on the plane, and then, you know, when I got there, they had got me with the IV, and then I was I was ready to play then. Right. Yeah. And you show up, and Bradley just decides to throw a pick six to begin the game. I mean, what's up with that? Just, just, you know what? He was testing you. He's like, see, if you, you, you think you're Mr. Tough Guy, let's put you in the hole 7 nothing before you even get on the field. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's all good, though, you know. You know, we were going to execute anyway. You know, it's our defense. You know, we're pretty good. What turned that game around, though, was a, f a fake punt to the tight end. Yeah, Todd, yeah. Todd, Todd the Jet Justice. Mm -hmm. All right, when can we get you on a fake punt? <laughs> I don't know when they're going to do it, but <laughs> I doubt they'll ever put me on that Put me on that type of... Uh, well, because it would be obvious they're going to hand it yeah. off to you, pass to you. Yeah. It would probably be too obvious, you know. All right, All right let's, go. <laughs> let's go to Carter Bradley, <laughs> the quarterback uh, for South Alabama. How did you get better last year? Because as, as, as Ken Womack said, you know, it's... it's you know, trial by fire. You're you're learning a whole new offense. You're learning new guys. You don't know anybody here. You may know Kane, but that's about it. You know, how long did it take you to get comfortable in the offense? Yeah, um, it took me a little bit. I mean, I look at just the games. I feel like you know, I didn't really get comfortable uh, until about like week five or six. Yeah, honestly, like right. after that Lafayette game, I kind of started to settle into some things. Um, George Southern was rough. I mean, just. Like you said, I mean, 17 <laughs> out of the 22 guys had the flu, like, and I was one of those guys. So, um, it, it, you know, that was the biggest thing is just getting comfortable fast in games um, and trying to be as comfortable as I could, you know, throughout the season with uh, Coach Applewhite and, you know, what the game plan was and why he was calling it. But, you know, going back throughout the season or in the offseason, looking at the season, um, you know, I got a better understanding on why he was calling things, you know, situationally, stuff like that. So I feel like improving my game I, from a, you know, mental standpoint on uh, why we do things, uh, you know, just play action stuff, cleaning that up. I think little details and then watching, you know, Peyton Manning and, you know, Phillip and Aaron Rodgers and seeing how, you know, important play fakes are and making it making a run look like a pass and a pass look like a run was a big thing this offseason. Talking to Carter Bradley and Yan Banks on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat. 103.3 to go. We do have the Louisiana Raging Cajuns coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, all right, about that Georgia Southern ball game, like you said, everyone had the flu, and yet you ended it. I mean, your arm must have not been sore at all because all you were doing was handing it off to LaDainian Webb. It's like everybody knew what the play was coming. They can't hand it off to LaDainian again. They can't hand it off to LaDainian again. And that's all you did. And he, what, he got like 247 yards. Yeah. I mean, that's three, though. I mean, like, he's he's unbelievable. Shout out to the O-line. Shout out to the guys up front. Um, perimeter blockers, too. But, yeah, I mean, that was probably, 
you know, I said earlier, that was probably one of the coolest games for me to watch from, you know, right. front stage, <laughs> right. like front and center. He right didn't do there. anything but in the fourth quarter. I, I just handed the ball off. It was unbelievable. I felt great getting back on the bus. Uh, I'm sure. You know, I just need some, uh, a couple bags of IV, but I was good. Compared to the Southern Miss game. Yeah. Right? yeah. I think you got the win and maybe the appendix knocked out of him. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, let's talk about the last ball game because you've decided to remake your body. You've added a couple of pounds. Uh, you did. You, you took a little bit of a beating against Western Kentucky. Kentucky, how how is it? I mean, you throw the ball. You have an NFL arm. Anybody who's seen you knows that. So how has how has the extra weight helped you so far? Yeah, honestly, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be maybe a little bit of a challenge of getting my feet under me and um, seeing how I would run. Uh, but honestly, it, it's been awesome this this summer. Coach Shadid's done an unbelievable job at getting my feet smooth, and that was the biggest thing is just seeing how my feet would move and how I'd move in the pocket and out of the pocket. And uh, I feel good right now, I'm sitting at 223, uh, like we've talked about. Right. But, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I feel good. I'm ready to go. All right, you're ready to go. You guys have some big ball games right at the beginning of the season. There's no, you know, we get a warm up game or anything like that. You're at Tulane. They're coming off a win against USC in the bowl game. They do have to replace Taj. Spears, but Michael Pratt along with you on that list of incredible 20 senior quarterbacks this year. Um, and then two weeks later, you're going to Oklahoma State. I mean, I, I know you guys are going to tell me you're taking it one at a time, but big picture, you guys have a real opportunity to do something special this year. Yeah, and what an opportunity at that, going to start in that Tulane right. uh, with, you know, the incredible season that they had, and you know, it's just two, you know, really good teams, really competitive teams coming together week one, and we get to see where we're at. Um, you know, and where we're at mentally uh, week one, and, you know, it kind of set the tone for the year. Did you ever think you'd end up at South Alabama, and how much fun are you having? You know, I didn't. I didn't even no. know if I was going to play football again. Oh, you know, okay. Toledo, so, oh. um, you know, it's a blessing to be here. I mean, the people are unbelievable. I can't uh, thank them enough, and to be guys, to be around guys like Yam and, you know, other people on that team, you know, it's truly a blessing. Are you a senior? Are you done? Uh, no, not you. You got one more year. I got really two more years. Two more years. He's going to take it. He's going to be. He's going to be Dr. Ian Banks by the time. <laughs> yeah. done. you're done. I'm done. You're done. I'm All done. Right. <laughs> you got the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Yeah. Any thoughts of that? Have you spoken with Jim Nagy? Because I know he's gone over film with other uh, Raging Cajuns and other, or not other South Alabama Jaguars and other local players uh, to Mobile. Yeah, I've talked to him, but you know. I'm not really too worried about that. I'm going to let God handle that one. So we'll see where it goes. If I ask Yam that question, is he going to say the same thing? He might. You might have to ask him. All right. He is uh, Carter Bradley. He is uh, Yam Banks. They are from South Alabama. I'd like to pat myself on the back because I did not ask Carter Bradley about his father. I told him I wasn't going to ask him about his father. I'm not Very asking true. about his father. Not going to ask you about your father. Good luck to your father. Uh, and good luck to you. And good luck to you. It. Thanks, Thank you. guys. Thank we'll be you. back after this. We got Mike Desimo and the UL Raging Cajuns on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat, 1033. The goat. Every piece of land has a story. For the Nelsons, it's cruising around their Montana ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV 835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. We're not afraid to jump in and help each other out. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. It's all about efficiency. Like teaching visitors to fly fish. The whole joy with fly fishing is matching the hatch. Run with us on a Gator XUV 835R and start telling your story. Learn more at johndeere.com slash radio. Now. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas. Loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do. So great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. 
Welcome to now. The all-new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style mm. and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E-Force all-wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery and E-Force only in sport mode with E-Step Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. Mess with the goat. <laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because <laughs> that's what goats do. 103.3. The Goat. All right, Dave Schultz, back live at Sunbelt Media Day. It's all powered by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance, a division of Hub International. We're now joined by second-year head coach of the UL Raging Cajuns. He's Mike Desimo. How would you describe the color of that jacket? Uh, you know, Dave, something that a lot of people don't know about me is I'm actually kind of colorblind. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So my wife bought it for me. I believe I don't mind it. I, it's not I believe exactly it's Cajun a, red. No, it's not vermilion. No. Uh, I believe it is a shade of red. Uh, like uh, brick red, maybe? KC said it was sand. Okay. I I, all right. All right. Uh, all right. You know, I don't know. Lindsay said that, that it kind of went together. So we just. All right. That's fair enough. Uh, yeah. Okay. It just yeah. wasn't. Usually the Cajun red that you're kind of wearing. Right. That's you. maybe a little bright for me, you know. Okay. But, but, you know, we'll, you know, made it work. All right. All right. Always good that the head coach blames his sport jacket on his wife. It's well done. That's a good job. Job well done there, coach. Uh, all right. Uh, tell us about last season. Uh, up and down year. Uh, I know it ended with a loss, uh, but um, you guys battled back and made your way to postseason. Yeah. You know, you know ultimately, we're always going to be measured on – wins and losses you know right. i mean that that's 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 the nature of what this is uh and i you know fully aware of that sure but our um our season last year you know there was a lot of things to be proud of in there uh you know a group of guys that that really hadn't hadn't experienced much loss as a team um in college football to go on a three-game skid there early and really not play very well and then you know you play south Al and, and you play pretty good but Played really well. You end up losing yeah. to a team that, you know, they, they pull it out in the last second. I mean, they basically made one more play than you did. They, they did. That was it. They did. And, um, you know, you kind of had a crossroads as a team, and, and I was proud of our team and the way they rallied. And, uh, you know, we, we started playing pretty good football, you know, towards the end of the year there. Um, certainly a, a little little bit later than what we wanted, you know. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things to be proud of from there. Uh, certainly those are things that we've got to build off of. You know, there, there were some good moments in that season, and you see what we're capable of. Uh, we got to do it consistently. Um, you know, and you know this as well as anybody. The success, right, the wins and the, the coming up short, the losses, it always comes down to these one-possession games. It seems to, yes. Uh, you know, and you had a handful of them last year. We did, and we came up short in all of them. Right. You know, before that, the year before, you go seven and zero in those games, right. and right. and you have a great year, which is that's that's what football is. Um, but that's kind of the difference, you know. And we as coaches have had to go back and look and say, okay, what can we do better in these situations to get a couple more points here and there, one more stop there, um, and we got to use our players and put them in position to where they can go out there and do what they do well. And our players need to rely on 
the experiences that they got last year to go out there and be confident in those situations. So it's a, uh, you know, it takes everybody to make this work, and it has to start with us as coaching staff being critical of ourselves and finding ways to put our guys in better situations. Um, but you know, you go back to last year in our division, you know, Troy. Uh, six and one, maybe right. in one possession games. I think South Al was maybe five and one mm -hmm. in one possession games. Um, that's the difference, right? Or, or close to that, right? Right. right. And that—that's the difference in this league right now. Uh, so we've got to do a better job in certain areas, particularly scoring touchdowns in the red zone offensively, and defense. You know, when you have a chance to to put a to put a cork in the bottle at the end of the game. You got to go make a play or two, and got to go do it. So uh, that's kind of where our big focus was the off season. So we're talking with Mike Desimo, head coach of the UL Raging Cajuns. All right. So everyone always focuses on the end, right? Let's talk about the mm -hmm. South Alabama sure. uh, ball game, right? Jalen Wayne makes a ridiculous catch. You know, he's running one way, the ball's going the other, and he reaches back and makes a ridiculous catch, and uh, Guajardo hits a hits a long field goal. But you look back and say, you know what? If we convert that first down in the second quarter. Right, and maybe go up two scores. Who knows what the rest of the game is going to be like compared to like, all right, well, if we get a stop on the last play of, of the last drive, we go to overtime. Maybe the game isn't, you know, we all remember when the game is decided, but maybe it was really decided. And I'm not specific to that game in the second quarter. Oh, I'm just that, saying, I'm just saying games in general no, where, yeah. where you could take control in the second quarter and instead of going up by two scores, you know, you punt it away and they tie the game up. You know, that, you're exactly right. <laughs> hold it, hold it. Just quiet. You're exactly right. That's all I heard. That you don't hear that, <laughs> not don't hear that very often. Not very often and not from college football head coaches. <laughs> whether, whether you lose by a last-second field goal or you win by three touchdowns, there's usually five, six, seven plays in the game that are critical. And right. you go back to that game. Right before half, we have a double move wide open for a touchdown in two-minute drill. We miss, we miss a protect. We get beaten a protection. Ben gets hit as he throws. It goes from a touchdown to a pick right before half. We have the ball on the minus 20. We try to run somebody off. They quit running on the route. The DB turns around, tackles Michael Jefferson, ends up fumbling the ball on the minus 25-yard line. That turns into points for South Al. In the two-minute drive, there's a third and 10 that I'm pretty sure they were trying to run the clock and just trying to get out of there. That bust for 20, 25 yards. Mm. Then the right. big catch. I mean, that's right. four right there. Right. Just off the top of your head that you say those there things you change go. the course of the game. There you go. So, exactly. Yeah. I mean, for sure. All right. So I presume everyone's asked you, and I'll get in line. Uh, you know what? I'm going to ask you a different question. How healthy is Ben Woltridge? So, you know, the best news we probably got this summer um, last week is that Ben's been cleared fully um, to participate, which, uh, you know, I think that's certainly a testament to him and his desire and work ethic to get back right. Um, it's it's a nod to our training staff and our doctors and physicians and physical therapists uh, to get a guy eight months post-op to be ready to go out there and go play. So uh, that's a huge deal for us. Uh, you know, and you know, I know we don't live in the worlds of ifs, but you know, had Ben not gotten hurt, we wouldn't be talking about a quarterback battle. We'd be talking about right. battling for that two spot. You know, between two really good, productive, talented players. Um, so. Essentially, kind of the plan from the beginning was if Ben is 100% healthy, physically, mentally, ready to go, it's kind of him against everybody else, sure. if that makes any sense. It's not like a true open, let's go throw the ball out there and see who wins it. Um, so for him to be fully cleared is a great thing for us. Uh, now he needs to go out there in pads, and he needs to go stand in that pocket, and he needs to go make those plays for himself, for his team, to say, Hey, I'm the same guy, better than I was. I'm ready to go. 
um, because what he means to our team as a leader um, is is more than obvious uh, the way his teammates feel about him and the work that he's done um, so I'm I'm just thrilled for him because the whole time I was trying to he kept coach I'm gonna be ready I'm gonna be back I'm gonna be back and I kept it doesn't always work that way you know and I was trying to kind of and and here we are and he did exactly what he said he was going to do and uh that's a that's a heck of a feeling for us as a as a program all right so you have the physical part of it where he's ready as a quarterback you know there's a mental part of it that's too right. he's got you know he doesn't have to get awkwardly he just has to get hit that's right and he goes down and he gets back up again and that's going to take i presume more than once but Somewhere along the way, there's going to be that mental hurdle he has to clear as well. That's exactly right. And, you know, we do organize team activities in the summer. Um, we are not allowed as coaches to be a part of it, really. Um, but he's done really good. You know, sounds like from talking to him, talking to our trainers, you know, really other players, um, he's done that part of it really good. Now we got to get the pads on. we got to get the bodies flying around. He's got to stand in that pocket. He's got to deliver, and he's got to be comfortable in that setting. So um, that's what I'm excited for, excited for him to get to do it. Uh, you know, and certainly for us as a team, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's something we're all looking forward to seeing, seeing him back out there uh, and playing his game. All right, we're talking with Mike Desmo, head coach of the uh, UL Raging Cajuns. One of the big improvements that's expected is the offensive line. Tell us about the O-line. You know, it, it's when you lose what you lost from that 21 team, um, you know, uh, an NFL draft pick, an All-American, um, a four-year starting senior, uh, you know, a handful of guys that had played a lot of plays. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard in one year to really replace that. And uh, for us, last year, we knew last year was going to be difficult, and we knew we were going to be thin in that position. Um, we felt like we had players that could play effective football and winning football for us. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot of continuity up front, though. Um, you know, when we went into fall camp, four of our starters were coming off of off-season surgery, including the backup center. Um, so you didn't have a lot of time together to mesh and to gel. This year, we've been able to stay healthy. Last year, you know, truthfully, when we were going into the game, we were trying to find seven Hmm. that we felt were healthy that could go out there and play winning football this year you feel like you've got a true two deep you know maybe 11 12 or 13 that you're trying to get there so um i knew the approach we took last year was maybe more of a a long-term approach to where this year would be better and next year and, and the year after that uh, but i still feel that that's i know that was the right decision for us um that group battled last year they got better, um, and Coach Nord and Coach Ross have done a phenomenal job developing these young guys, and they're getting a position where, you know, they are going to be the players we thought they were. They've worked really hard to get themselves in position, and, you know, now you feel, today you feel totally different than you did a year ago sitting right here going in the season. All right, a couple more minutes here with uh, Raging Cajuns head coach Mike Desimo. I had a, a minor league baseball manager who's like the fourth outfielder with the Cardinals coming up with guys like Ray Langford and Bernard Gilkey. They were the 
they were the athlete baseball players, but he could he could hit the junk, right? So he could always play. Worked his way to be a manager, and the first time he managed, it was in the Arizona League, uh, and before he blinked, it was the sixth inning. Um, and nobody's watching, and nobody cares, all right? You have it a little bit different. Was there a time that it slowed down for you last year? I know you have head coaching experience before, but not at the college level. Was there a time, I mean, did the what did the first game feel like? Was, was it, did you blink, and it was like five minutes to go in the fourth? <laughs> you know, Oddly enough, the season was what felt normal. You know, when, when we got to training camp is whenever it finally felt normal. It was, okay. about, it was about football, and, and that, right. was, that was what it was about. Um, but, you know, Dave, I mean, you go back. We play the conference championship. I get named the head coach the next day. Right. We have to go on the road the next day recruiting. And we have to get the staff and the plan together to go do that. Well, you don't know who's leaving on staff, who's staying. You have a bowl game in two weeks. You have finals coming up with our team where a lot of our support staff is gone. You're pulled in so many directions. The New Orleans Bowl was an absolute blur. Uh, okay. That, that whole process leading up to that was an absolute blur. Then you finish the New Orleans Bowl, and then it's transfer portal season, right? By the way, that New Orleans Bowl was a Levi Lewis special. It was like deep ball after deep ball after deep ball. Marshall got Levi Lewis in that game. <laughs> Levi Lewis was not going to lose that football no, game. It was just, his, throwing his, it over the top. His last game as a raging right, Cajun, yeah, and I told him yeah. before the game, I said, you're going to take control of this game with your legs, with your arm. I said, you're going to go do this thing, and he, <laughs> he did. did. He did. Um, so, like, that was a blur. Then you get into the offseason, and it's, you know, you know, management and, right. and, and all those things you're dealing with. Um, and then it just rolls straight into spring ball, and the whole time you're just, you know, you're hiring people. You're trying to get people in the right positions. Um, it wasn't until we got to fall camp where it kind of felt like, all right, this is football. Everything's in place. Let's, let's, let's go practice. Let's go coach it. Let's go play. Um, and that was where it really started to feel pretty normal. But uh, some of the things that in the off season that I'd have liked to have done, it was too late, you know. Right. And, uh, and, and I think it took us into this year to make those changes and do those things. And, you know, you see the – you see the benefits of the things, the changes that we've made right now. All right, I'm going to wait until uh, camp opens up to ask who your starting quarterback is officially, <laughs> even though I guess you may have already answered it. Well, uh, right here and there. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we can, you know, we can go through this thing and we can feel really good about where we're at within a week or something like that at camp. But uh, you know, you, you got to let the thing play out and, and you got to see where it goes. But you know, the good news is that you've got three kids that our team believes in, that our staff believes in, that I believe in, and. Uh, you know, no matter what happens, I know at that position we'll have someone that can go win football games for us. He's Mike Desimo, head coach of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. We will be back with tight end Neil Johnson and Casey Osai after this. Thanks for hopping on, coach. Thanks, Dave. All right, we'll be back after this. You're listening to a Tuesday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 The Goat. At Lofton, we're in the business of matching hard workers with some of the most sought-after employers in the Lafayette area. To Lofton, you're more than just another employee. We care about your interests, and we can help match you with a company that needs your skills. You can complete an application, schedule an interview, and even browse jobs by simply going to lofton.jobs. That's lofton.jobs. We also offer an unlimited $100 referral bonus. At Lofton, we put people to work. Lofton.jobs. Hey, it's me, Ruthie, from Total Wine & More. Our new lower prices on hundreds of wines are here to stay. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21. <laughs> 
Free Free the Goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277 DQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? Like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Schultz back live at Sunbelt Media Days on a Tuesday afternoon sports chat 1033 The Goat. We are powered by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance, a division of <laughs> Hub International. We are joined by the two UL Raging Cajuns uh, that are with us. They are Neil Johnson, the tight end out of Mesquite, Texas, Casey Osai out of Conroe, uh, Texas, uh, the, the junior back, uh, linebacker. Neil, uh, we're going to become good friends because the tight end is obviously the most important position on, on the football field. <laughs> yes, sir. The linebackers, I mean, you're not even, you don't even know. <laughs> There. You know, uh, you can't win if you don't have a good tight end. You are the leading returning receiver on this team. Yes, what can the, the Cajuns do to be more consistently explosive offensively? Ooh, what can we do? Um, I feel Outside like, of, you know, throw it to you more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, that's one of those things. But uh, I feel like uh, it's just the small things and the details and make sure we locked in. Make sure we execute the game plan to the fullest at all times and make sure we do whatever, 